0: The Denver Nuggets are off the ledge. They beat the Pistons. What comes next? They turn the corner? It's a blip? Talk about it on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets. Your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your community. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Thursday night. If you're listening to this on Friday morning, thanks for listening to it. This is going to be your weekend, not weekend, your recap of the Denver Nuggets win over the Detroit Pistons in Detroit, 119-100. They're finally off the snide after losing a whole four games in a row. Imagine... Where we would have said about that like six years ago, when the Nuggets lost these kinds of stretches all the time. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com dot com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, L O C K E D O N in. The game. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Thanks for joining us, Adam Mares. Off tonight after doing the DNVR post game show. Make sure to check out Adam Mares over at DNVR for the pre and post game shows. John, second asked in the comments if I have a Red Bull. I'm not even kidding. My wife bought a 20 pack and I was like, that's probably like a lot. I'm trying to like taper off. And she was like, well, I'll just hide them. And I was like, no, don't do that. Like I'm an adult. Yeah, she hid them. She hid my, she hid, she literally has hidden the Red Bull from me. Like I am a child uh, to keep me off of the Red Bull consumption, which is probably for the best If anybody that listens to this show. On today's show, we'll talk about the win over the Pistons. Did they actually turn a corner? Christian Brown spot in the rotation, where the Western conference is shaping up, all those types of things and more. Let's start right here. Denver Nuggets get the win over the Detroit Pistons, 119-100. In the win, Nicole Jokic goes for 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 14 of 18 from the field, including 14 of 17 from two-point range. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who was phenomenal in this game, added 20 points on 7-15 to shooting, hit four threes, breaking off of the snide. Quiet night for Michael Porter Jr. as he only got 15 points, 1 of 6 from 3 but did hit a key one in the fourth quarter. Another quiet night for Aaron Gordon. 15 points, eight boards for AG, but six of nine from the field is pretty good. Jamal Murray started off hot and then kind of cooled off. 19 points and 10 assists for Jamal. Seven to 15 from the field. It's 19 on 15 shots. Uh, Starters all wound up in the way, way positive, thanks to a fourth quarter domination. Bigger than that, though, how about the bench? Christian Brown. Nine points, three of six shooting, hit a three, big shot, three boards, two steals, a block, plus nine. How about Jeff Green with a plus 14? Four boards for Jeff and made a lot of winning plays in that second half, as well as honestly in the first half as well. Uh, Jeff was good tonight, not as good as Christian, but he was good tonight. Thomas Bryant gave finally some good minutes, only scored three points, but he was part of that push that they made Uh, Bruce Brown finishes with just five points on two of seven shooting, but five boards and four assists and the bench all were in the positive. The only player to be in the negative was Ish Smith in the final garbage time minus three. How about the fourth quarter for the Denver nuggets as after trailing for the almost the entirety of the, the after basically the first quarter um, they rattle off a 33 to 14 demolition in the fourth to restore order and carry it through the bench sparked momentum, and the Nuggets carried it through. The Nuggets looked like themselves in the fourth quarter. That's the first time I have seen since the Memphis game that Denver has looked actually like themselves. That's a big deal. And you're absolutely right to go like it was the Pistons. That's sometimes what it takes. There's a reason that we call them get-well teams. The Pistons are a team that you get well against. You get right against a get-right team. Right, you're supposed to get right versus the Spurs, and they lost. You know, you're supposed to get right versus San Antonio, but they got right versus the Detroit Pistons. Yes, they struggle with them. Yes, that's con- still concerning, but they got the win. They broke the streak. They got a road win, which I actually think is kind of a big deal. I would like to see them finish with some more road wins. They move closer to securing the number one seed in the Eastern or in the Western Conference. And I got news. But just checked it out. Denver Nuggets have secured a playoff spot. That's done. It's locked up. I did the math on it uh, after I saw that, that NBA.com had listed them uh, with the NW for Northwest Division in their little standings. The only way for them to be caught is if the three teams that are currently in the seven, eight, nine positions in the Eastern, or sorry, I keep saying Eastern, in the Western Conference were to all win out, and the Nuggets were to completely lose out. Then it would come down to uh, a tie at 47 wins between the Minnesota Timberwolves, Dallas Mavericks, Oklahoma City Thunder. If any of those teams caught them, the Nuggets have tiebreaker over all three of them, thanks to their division edge. I always talk about winning the division. They split 2-2 with the Wolves. Guess what next tiebreaker is? Division record. The Wolves can't catch. So the Denver Nuggets have that tiebreaker. They win the division. Same thing with the Thunder. They beat them in the head-to-head series this season, so they would win over them. If Dallas were to catch them, they split with Dallas 2-2 this season. Guess what second tiebreaker is? Did you win your division? In that situation, Denver would win the division. The Dallas Mavericks would not. The Denver Nuggets have clinched a playoff spot. So there you go. You've got it. Yeah, you know, there's a big takeaway from this game. I think it's just relief for them to, to get that win. But more than that for me, I think, is that they found momentum. And it was really thanks to Christian Brown, who was able to come off the bench and provide that kind of spark. Now, I do think that the rest of that bench deserves credit. Like Jeff, again, I think played really well. That second unit played with real aggression. A lot of the things that people have been asking for that fans have wanted in this game were the changes that were made as far as the lineup goes. Reggie Jackson did not play in this game. So Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan... D and PCDs. It was a second unit of Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell Pope in the first half, Jamal in the second, along with Christian Brown uh, and Thomas Bryant, along with Jeff Green. So outside of Blacko playing, which is the last kind of piece of the pie that Nuggets fans want, at least online, got the rotation that you wanted. And it brought the kind of things that you wanted, especially that second unit being able to actually win their minutes with Jamal on the floor. Cause that's been so bad was actually pretty meaningful. And it says like, hey, they were able to like, you get Jamal out of those two guard lineups, you get out of the three guard lineups, and they're actually able to win. So regardless of how it happened, they were actually able to get it going and find some work. Um, Jokic was sublime tonight. He was phenomenal. Um, They were absolutely, he was terrific. Uh, Christian made all sorts of plays that you, that like, you know, Christian can make. My commentary on Twitter about Christian, and I've tried, to, I've tried to be very consistent with it, which is that Christian Brown is good. Christian Brown should play. I have said very consistently that I don't think Christian is like a savior. I don't think that like, he single-handedly fixes things. Was he a difference maker tonight? Absolutely, 100%. That bench unit's still going to have to play together and play well. They're going to have to figure this out because Christian can't just carry you through games. Christian's not like putting up 15 points here. Christian does hustle plays, and that helps. He's an impact guy but you're going to need to find production and some cohesion in order for it to work. Or you're just going to wind up with like Christian play well, but the bench still lost by 15. Like got to fix that. But you see like making it in there as uh, far as being pretty good. Uh, Anta is complaining about the rotation. Still think seven minutes for our first sub is way too long for the regular season. Let's talk about that in the second segment. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll get to the rotation and we'll talk about that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the win over the Pistons to break Losing streak here on Locked on Nuggets. But first, I need to tell you about the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. I'm really geeked out by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode. It's the mobile game, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise, your dream came true, and this game is definitely for you. Managing every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants how does that not appeal to you guys? Like, how does everyone in Nuggets Nation not want to have a game where you get to choose who the coach is and who the coach is not? That sounds like a dream right now. Trading and training players, you get to make draft picks, which obviously folks love young guys. Navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Nuggets listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBasketballGM.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app stores. That's ProBasketballGM.com. Promo code all caps locked on. L O C K E D O N. Ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for joining us, making this part of your day. Matt Moore solo with you on a Thursday night, recapping the Nuggets win over the Pistons. Anta says, still think seven minutes before our first sub is way too long for the regular season. Starters like to play with each other, okay? The Jokic minutes are obviously, like, crucial for everybody's numbers. Joker gets you assists. Joker gets you points. Joker gets you rebounds. Joker gets you plus minus. Joker gets you efficiency. Like, those are precious minutes. And so those minutes are going to go... To the guys that make the most money. That's how this works. Um, Second, I would tell you that... Some of this is... Even if you're rotating out sooner... You're trying to basically minimize the hurt here. Right? So if you go to the bench sooner... You're still able to be held up by Joker. But that also hurts your margin that you win by like the ideal is that you be, you win by double digits which is what they've done all year is you win by double digits when joker is on the floor that's what they usually do okay if you reduce the chances of that happening by playing in with slightly worse players and people will say like he will be double digits with anybody not true we saw that last year like the margin was tighter right this is why i've been harping on the starters so much the formula is not going to shift for this roster construction The starters have to win by double digits. There's no getting around that. There's no way. There's no really way around it. You cannot count on the bench having a night where it picks you up. You shouldn't. Your starters make $500 million. Okay. They have to win their minutes and they should play together in order to make sure that they win their minutes together. So I don't necessarily think that they should change the rotation significantly. Um, Brain Windhorst says, I hope Pistons get Wemby. I think K would be the best number two in the league when fully developed and everyone falls into place. There's a couple of teams that if you're an opposing team in the Eastern Conference or really in the West, there's a number of teams that would be terrified if they got Wemby. The two biggest ones are Detroit and Indiana. Like if Indiana gets Halley to put with Wemby or Cade, that's going to be absolutely insane. Um, Yeah, we're just we're making all sorts of Christian jokes because I said savior with Christian Brown. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's not Easter yet. Um, Nick says this, Matt, Brown's not the savior because of what he does on the court, but because of the bad combinations, you avoid the awful lineups of the last week. Yeah, I get that because in my opinion, their best bench combo, and I've been on this for a while. When Jamal was out, they were staggering KCP and I said, I like the way that the Bruce Brown KCP minutes look. And so the Bruce Brown at at point guard, KCP at two, Christian Brown at three, that combo makes sense to me. And I, I will say, I think it should be Blacko. I don't understand why Blacko lost his rotation spot. Like I agree with you. Okay. As much as I'm the Malone defender around here and one of the few ones left, I absolutely do think that like Blacko shouldn't have lost his rotation spot. He had, he had worked hard to earn his minutes. Malone had said, I'm going with Vlacko. Vlacko gets hurt, and then he loses his his role to to Jeff. And to me, that's not how I I get it from how the NBA works and operates. It's just to me, even with Jeff playing well tonight, I think Vlacko deserves a slice of those minutes. It wouldn't hurt to go another guy deep. Like they went, they went nine deep tonight. They could have gone 10. That's not a bad thing. A 10-man rotation with Jeff playing. Ten minutes and Blacko playing eight wouldn't have been bad. That's not a terrible. And even if it's Jeff ten, Blacko eight, I think it should be like Blacko twelve, Jeff six. But I think you can probably get around that. Um, so I think it's something to, to think about. Nick says, and he's right on this. Jackson and Murray on the court together means you have two offensive minded guards at the same time. They're both dribble heavy, so what they contribute on offense is redundant at best. I agree. Um, just be prepared. You may need, you may need Reggie Jackson at some point in the playoffs. I just hope that we don't get this. If it's like Bruce Brown's hurt and they got to play Reggie Jackson, it's like, why is Reggie Jackson out there? Well, you need a ball handler. It's one of those things that I think you do need still. Um, Jeff has <laughs> JOK Walrus says Jeff has certain possessions, though, where I'm like, can he be that way all game in the playoffs? If so, it's tough. I know I you, you're going to we're going to find out if Jeff can do it or not. We're going to f- see if Jeff has the ability to have a game like that. I'll say this. I don't think Jeff needs to have every game. I think Jeff needs three games. If Jeff has three great games in the playoffs, I think you've gotten pretty good value out of him for what the margin should be, which is, again, I want to go back to this. Starters have to win their minutes. This is why I will just keep harping on this. I get that, like, if you're talking about the bench, it's not necessarily because you're like, that's why they're losing this game. You understand that it's the bench. I understand that. I do think you need to not lose the the forest. The bench minutes ultimately do not matter half as much as the starters. And yes, there have been times, even in this last week, where it's been like the starters were still a a slight positive and the bench was all double-digit minus. Just like the bench can ruin momentum for the starters and they come back in sluggish. We've talked about that for over a year here on the show. I will say the opposite is true too. If the starters are struggling, the bench can be worse. Like if you come in stale and cold and the other team has, because the other team has momentum, like they're rolling through the rotation and they feel like they've got it going. And now you've got a bench unit that's limited going up, going uphill, you know? But tonight the bench was able to get downhill Thanks to a push from the starters. And like tonight was honestly like a really encouraging development from that perspective as well. Again, it's the Pistons, but the Nuggets played well in that third quarter, but they couldn't get over the hump. And that's when I was like, well, there goes that. Because if you don't, if you're not up by the time the starters, the bench comes in, you're going to be down too much when the starters come back in. But instead, the bench unit carried that momentum that the starters had built, but not been able to get ahead of carry that momentum into the fourth quarter and then the starters absolutely dominated to take care of the rest of the way and that's i think really significant there's there is a a complicated connection here between we we talk about them as independent units they're all part of the same team that's how they view it like that's that is how the team views it is like well we were playing well and then we came in, you know those kind of things. Now that doesn't mean that the starters have, there have been times this season when the starters have played great and the bench just killed it. Absolutely true, hundred percent. Still continues to be an issue, right? But if the starters don't play great, you're not setting up the bench for for success because the bench now is going uphill. You can't ever have the bench going uphill. You can have them going downhill and hope that they don't like completely crash, but you can't make them have to go uphill. And even then I thought that their minutes were pretty good in that first half and in the second half. And again, this is so this gets back into what was the big change. They removed the three guard lineups. Reggie doesn't play Christian plays and I will. Yeah. I'll eat crow on that for this game. Absolutely. I think you can say that pardon the pun. Christian was a savior because he did make that much of an impact. And like Nick said, it's about those lineups that they're not playing in these kinds of spots. Um, Jamal still didn't look great, but got enough done. 10 assists is really good for him. And he had six boards. He contributed in a lot of different ways. He was a team high 21 in this game because he played with that bench unit that made the surge. So when Malone put him back in, in the second half in that second, in that second unit stagger, I was like, well, okay. I don't know why you're doing this after it worked in the first half with KCP, but then it worked out in the second half. So I don't know if you judge it as a good move or a bad move. Um, Then I'll say this: I didn't think KCP was good tonight. And hey, he did. He closed. He still came back in the five-minute mark. He let Christian Brown get a long leash, long run, and then he still closed with MPJ. MPJ hit that three that was in the second half, in that fourth quarter, that was big. Um, didn't love MPJ's defense in this game. Just I thought he was slow on rotations, and that's a sometimes can be a weak point if you put him on that side. He's been really good at that this year. Wasn't great tonight, and if. You want to respond to that by saying, well, yeah, it's because he got benched. Okay, all right, sure. You know, you're still going to need him to produce, whether Malone needs to fix that or whatever, but didn't love the the play from MPJ tonight outside of just the shot making at 6 of 14, like 15 points on 14 shots. But he did have five boards uh, and three blocks for MPJ, so he was playing really hard on the inside. I didn't notice that he was making the extra effort on the interior. Uh, KCP was phenomenal in this game. You know, when they got KCP, I think there was there's a lot of people that kind of questioned if it was an upgrade, especially around the league. They thought that it wasn't an upgrade, and that was weird. KCP showed you what he can do tonight, and that really kind of picked up. Uh, oh, and uh, finally, another thing I want to say is like, you know, Christian had a play where he dug out kind of a loose ball situation after a rebound and kind of spurted out. Those plays that he makes when he does that are really pivotal for that bench unit. This bench unit is at its best when it runs that's like the best thing I think that, that Brown Bruce Brown and KCP lineups bring to the table is they know that they need to run. They need to get stops. They need to create turnovers and they need to get out and transition. And when they do that, that makes that bench unit a lot more effective. And I think that getting away from walking the ball up with Reggie, trying to run set offense, they've done that and they don't have any chemistry. They don't know what they're doing. They can't play that. They need to get back to a little bit more chaotic style. And so hopefully Malone rides the momentum after this, and that's what carries them forward. Let's we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll wrap up a little bit about where the Western Conference is at. We'll talk about the Nuggets playoff positioning and whether or not this game means that they can turn this around or not. We'll do that when we return. I need to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on anything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba we'll be right back on locked on nuggets Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Hope you feel better after the Nuggets finally get a win and break the losing streak. You know, uh, I mentioned the Nuggets have have clinched a playoff spot. Their magic number now for the number one seed in the Western Conference, even with the Kings' win tonight, as they just keep kind of rattling along, uh, is down to nine. So... Good chance for them to go ahead and finish this. If they get, I don't know. Let's see. Out of their remaining games here left on the the slates with uh, 12 to play and a magic number of nine. The Kings have, four, have 13 left. And they're rolling. Yeah, they need to probably go. The Nuggets need to go like, what, five and eight to get it done? So that's pretty doable. That's when you put in those perspectives. That's when you start to feel like, oh, this is actually pretty doable, even if they've not played well, and they haven't, and that's okay. Uh, but they got to win tonight. Maybe they can kind of grow off of that. They face the Knicks next on Saturday. That's an early game, danger spot there. The Knicks were a really good team. They're balanced. They play well on offense and defense. If the Nuggets do not turn the corner, if they don't carry the momentum forward, they're going to lose that game. I can't sit here and tell you that like they're fixed, right? Because they did play badly throughout the majority of this game. Like they were losing this game and then they rediscovered themselves and really put on the jets and did what they do in the clutch time. You know, when it got serious in that fourth quarter and they had momentum, they took advantage of it. They may face adversity again in that Knicks game and they're going to need to, to play well, just to give themselves a chance. If they play like they have been, the Knicks will blow them out. That's how good the Knicks are. They do face the Nets the next day in the matinee. Um, feel a little bit better about that one. The Nets shot the lights out and had a lot of things going for them in the win in Denver. I tend to like teams in the, their second matchup if it's within a recent time period. So I kind of think that they win that one. I would say probably one and one over this next two two games is probably likely. Um, and then that final game on the road trip is versus the Washington Wizards. That's another test for them. Look, they won this Detroit game, but if they go zero and three, we're right back where we started, where they will have lost seven of eight. So. It, it is not okay to let up off the gas. They got to carry this forward because the effort tonight still was pretty bad for honestly three, three quarters, maybe two and a half. They started to turn it on in the third quarter to get it around. Um, Nick says, don't they generally struggle when they play effectively morning games, Colorado times? Most teams do. I think it's harder for teams that are traveling, right? Cause you're just like your body clocks all off. You know, it's a weird time to be playing basketball for you when you have a pretty sk- like, you know, set schedule so let's talk a little bit about where the western conference is at some interesting developments over the last couple of days and so i want to look at the standings just a little bit uh the nuggets are still likely to get the one the four five is evolving the suns are are still up they won tonight versus the magic They're still up two over the Warriors in the loss column. But they're only up one on the Clippers, and they're only up two on the Warriors, and they're only up three on Minnesota. I think the Suns still wind up in the the 4-5 matchup. I still think that the most likely Denver Nuggets second-round opponent is probably going to be the winner of Phoenix versus the the other team in the 4-5. But that could be Clippers now, which would be a pretty ideal matchup because I think the Clippers match up well with Phoenix, even with KD. And the Nuggets obviously would much rather see the Clippers than the Warriors or the Lakers or uh, any of these other teams that might be in that second round matchup. As far as the 7 8 spot goes, it's now Wolves and Mavericks are tied. Lakers, Thunder, and Jazz are t- and Pelicans. We got four teams tied at 36 losses. We'll see how this works out. I will just tell you, like, there is as good a chance the play in throws a lot of this into chaos. You can't just be like, oh, they'll definitely win the play-in. You have a bad game and you're out. Everyone expected the Warriors in instead of Memphis two years ago. Nope. So I would tell you there's a very good chance that the Nuggets – like there's just as good a chance that the Nuggets get a Dallas team or a Wolves team or a Clippers team or a Thunder team as there is that they get the Lakers. Is it possible they get the Lakers? Does it seem narratively likely they get the Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers might slide up in the eight seven and then beat Minnesota and get the seven spot. Right. So there's a lot of ways that this kind of works out. Um, Leo clayman says, why is Malone still playing Jeff over Blacko? I addressed that in the last segment. Don't really know. Don't think he should be. I think it's basically that he need like the veterans in that. I will say like the veterans on the team, trust Jeff. They do. I think they like Flacco. I think they trust Jeff. Um, I think Flacco should play. But I will say that Jeff was good tonight, so tonight's not the, not really the night to complain, Leo. It's like, a lot of nights. Don't worry. Ne- next game, when they lose to the Knicks and Jeff's like a minus a million and grabs zero rebounds, you'll have your chance again there tonight. Uh, Aaron says, "Sucks that the, the Suns won tonight. Would like them to finish six in the West, maybe." Uh, Joe asks, "What kind of books are on that shelf?" Uh, my wife bookscape this. She literally went through and made sure that the books that I value most are prominently produced. These are almost all entirely basketball books. Um, Except for a few of them that are my favorites. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, you're like, I can't, I don't, I can't see this, Matt. Um, The last thing I want to kind of get to on the show before we get out of here, Adam, I'll be back on Friday morning. By the way, we're doing a Friday morning show, so you're gonna double dip. You'll get Adam's thoughts on the Pistons win. We'll talk about the weekend ahead, the two game set versus the Knicks and the Nets, all these ones. Um, the last thing I want to say is it is possible that the Nuggets have lost it, that they'll never get it back, that they're going to completely slide into the playoffs and lose. I brought up this comp on Twitter the other day, and I think it's apt the 2014 pace, p- uh, Pacers. So the Hawks are a team that the Nuggets have been compared to. That's not really fair. Because the Hawks were a team that was built very much on team-centric play without a true superstar. And while the Hawks team was really good, I just don't think it was as good as this Nuggets team is. Also didn't have the playoff success that this Nuggets team has had. They've made a conference finals, which everyone forgets. But that Pacers team had already made a run in 2013. Like, they were already dangerous. They had David West. They had Paul George playing at a very, very, very high level. Okay? They had Danny Grager. They had um, Lance Stevenson, who was actually really good then. They had Roy Hibbert. It was a DPOI. So they were great. They were elite. They were awesome. They were a real contender. Chemistry issues hit around all-star and they never recovered. They never were the same after all-star they slid and they slid and they slid and we were like, well, you know, they're already, they're so good. And, uh, and it just, they never recovered. And then they barely got through to the heat and they couldn't get past them in part because they really struggled just getting there. Like the Pacers really struggled in their playoff run because they just weren't the team that they were before all-star break. Okay. There's a concern that that's this Nuggets team. I can't lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything is fine. Everything is great. I'm also not going to sit here and tell you there won't be consequences. I've said this before, like there will be changes if they fail for all of you that have wanted things to be different. If you wanted that badly, you should root for them to fail because then those changes will come, but they're not coming before them. There will not be a coach replacement. There will not be a trade. Like, this is the team for the next three months, at least. However, I'll also say this they're not the Pacers. They're not the same team. They're not the same personalities. It's not the same coach. It's not the same market. Guys don't have the same agendas. This team gets to make its own destiny, and it is screwed around. For the last two weeks, they've absolutely screwed around for the last two weeks and it has caused all of you a great deal of stress. And I appreciate that somewhere in there. And tonight was a good reminder of it is still a really great basketball team, a team that was down multiple possessions, came back and not only won, but covered the 15 point spread with ease on the road versus a truly terrible team. But they still got it done. The team's awesome at home. This team has a high gear. This team is still somewhere. If you want to say they're not a contender right now, I can't disagree with you with how they played. Because eventually you are what you are. But they have the capacity, the potential, the ability to be a contender. Keep that in mind. Don't rule that out. It's okay to be upset and to be frustrated and... To be stressed, that's part of being a, fran- a fan. That's like, that's why we do this, you know, is the good times and the bad. You're not in it for half of it. But those that are like, this is not a championship team. They're never going to win a championship. You don't know that. We just don't. Because a lot of teams we thought would never win a title until they did. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you catch us tomorrow morning on the live show. Appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure to check out all that stuff over at DNVR. Hope your brackets are going just great. Mine are already dead, predictably. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again next time on Locked on Nuggets.